Hi, everyone. Welcome to a very special episode of Second Act Actors. This is the live recording of the Craft of Casting panel that I was at and got to record at the Sundance Film Festival. It is moderated by two incredible gentlemen who you may be familiar with, Richard Cambridge and Darren Darnborough, the creators of We Audition. If you haven't listened to it already, push the old pause button and take a listen to my episode with the We Audition founders, and then take a listen to this one. So this is an incredible event that happened at the Impact Lounge at the Sundance Film Festival. It features three powerhouse female casting directors from the US of A. Please enjoy the craft of casting live from the Impact Lounge at the Sundance Film Festival. Thanks for being here, really appreciate you're here. How many actors have we got in the house? There's a couple going. How many producers in the house? How many financiers in the house? You want to be silent, run away, right? Thank you guys so much for being here. Uh, we're really grateful to you. If you don't know us, I'm Darren Dambra. I'm an actor and I'm the co-founder of We Audition. I'm Richard Cambridge. I'm an actor as well. I'm the CTO of We Audition. And we work together for you guys to make it the wonderful community that it is. Thanks for being here. We really appreciate you. Thanks for coming. Like, what a great crowd. Like, beautiful crowd as well, right? Look at these guys. And, uh, you know, we do these events around the world because we like to provide good information to the community of actors and casting directors and people like that. And I think, you know, we're here today for the impact of casting. And one of the things that we've noticed as actors is casting directors don't get the credit they deserve a lot of the time. They don't get put up on stage. They don't get spotlighted like they should. And as actors, we're grateful for them because we, they're, they're our long-lasting relationships. So without further ado, I want to welcome our casting director guests to the stage. Not in order of importance, but first up we have Kimberly Whiston. Kimberly, uh, we know each other from Atlanta, don't we? And Kimberly works with Fincan and Cast Associates. She's made small shows like The Walking Dead and stuff like that. And you're here with Suncoast, right? Suncoast Woody Harrison's movie. Give it up for Kimberly. And next up we have Liz Kelly. Liz, uh, you are in LA, right? Austin. Austin, sorry, Austin, Texas in the house. And Liz has a movie here called Hitman. Richard Linklater's as Hitman. Yeah, Liz. And last but not least, Jamie Ember. Jamie is in LA, I got that one right. And you might have heard about this one, it's been doing the rounds in all the news. Thelma is Jamie's movie. Welcome, guys. Thank you. Thank you for being here. Yeah, I think they, these guys like you as well. Um, so, we're, we'll get right into it. We're here talking about the impact of casting, right? And so, what we really want to explore is really kind of, let's delve into, let's get some tangible tips to take away for the crowd and some in, interesting information about how you guys do your job. But what, 
do you think the impact of casting is on film? Because we all know, you know, a big star can make a movie or a, a great ensemble can make a difference to award seasons. But I want to hear from you guys. What do you think the impact of casting is on a film? Because we still don't have a casting Oscar, do we? Which we should. No. Right, so, so if anyone's voting member, you know, yeah. We have a British BAFTA, I'm just saying. British BAFTA, there's, there's a, an Emmy, but... The president yeah. The Academy is a casting director. David Rubin, right? Yeah, and yeah. still can't get it. But we know that casting has a massive impact on the success of a movie. Tell us about a situation where you've seen that be the case. Like, not every, I know every movie, but something specific where it's made such a difference. Um, I did a movie last year called National Anthem that was about uh, the queer rodeo scene in Arizona. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> it was, that was really meaningful to have to find people that really exist in that community and give them the space that they haven't been given before and that's to me that's my favorite part of casting and the most important part is giving people a platform using what I can to show up other people that these people can do what you need them to do and look at how amazing and special it is yeah. absolutely I think so much of who we relate to when we watch something is the face of the actor. And we associate so much of the success of the project with the actor. It's the faces of the actor on the, on the posters. You know, it's, um, it's, it's who we want to see ourselves in. So, um, yeah, I just think, I mean, it is, it's, it's make or break. And I'll, I'll just add to that. Um, I think one of the unsung heroes of, of casting are your day player roles that really fill out your cast. Um, I mean, those actors make or break a film. Um, it's really important to find strong actors who really fit those roles to, to make the film. I've got a question as well that adds on to that. We touched on it earlier, just briefly, personally. If you have a big star of a show, does that make your job easier? Is, how do you have to fit around that when, and, and when do they come on board do they come on board before you're hired or do you sometimes hire those in as well depends yeah, I mean, it really depends yeah, on the project it just depends yeah on the progress of it but of course yes if there if there's someone very recognizable people you know everyone listens a lot more and they're ready to be a part of it so when, you're, um, when you've got a project like that where there's a huge star and you're filling these other day player or you know, TV guest star roles, you know, those roles are important enough, but they're not the star. For the actors in the room, what's the, what's the best way they can approach a role like that in order to not only book that role, but then be impactful on screen without doing too much? Because I think that's a, a, a kind of fine line that a lot of people don't really get. I think, you know, just kind of creating the character for yourself. I mean, so many times that one scene role doesn't have much else surrounding it. We don't know anything else about that character, but really bringing more to the character than is on the page really creates that character in, in the movie. Um, and, and doing the work before your audition of who is, who's part of this project that you can be honest in the character that you're creating but also know the world that you're trying to fill out so you're not doing a slapstick comedy when you're auditioning for a grounded indie yeah yeah and i will say too obviously it's very intimidating if you know that there's a really really big celebrity in the film and you want it so badly but i would say sort of strip away that desperation right 
when you're in the read, <laughs> when you're in the read, like, pretend you have it. Like, you're worthy of being there because we have asked for you to write. So sort of strip it away and have fun and, and pretend that it's already yours and that you're on set and just, like, sink into it. I think that was a Brian Cranston quote that I liked. I think he talked about, I just started showing up as, as if I, you know, I did the audition like I would do the job. And do it when, and that, I think with self tapes, you know, that's actually a, another fine line because you want to do it in that way, and then now there's all this controversy or talk about what is too much? Do I need these fancy lights? Do I need to hire a film crew? God, we're all shaking hands. Let, let's let's tell all the actors out there that what's the what's because we hear it from different sides, but what's the rules? There are no rules, but have is have as, as clean of a background as you can so we can see you but all you need is your phone and relatively good light don't do it in this room you know or do it on here but don't do it over there like we just need to be able to see you and hear you and that's it be a good actor right? yeah. well yeah. the performance always stands out no matter you know as long as once again we can hear and see you the performance always trumps I mean I've seen so many so many audition teams and you, you know, you'll see them, people you can barely see, but as long as you know they've got that knife and that. I saw an interview with, I think it was Laura Rosenthal who cast May December. She was talking with Charles Melton the other day about his audition and and what she looked for, and she really was like, I just want to be able to see your eyes, and that's really true. Like we just want to be able to look into your soul a little bit and see who you are. Yeah, and I think just add decent framing to that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Usually, like... Yes. Not just rubbish. Like, you know, Not bad. But it also right. doesn't have to be perfect. Right. Exactly. Decent is decent. perfect word. Decent, you know? Yeah. And, and so, in that sense, I, I always think, as, when I do my self-tapes, try to be as authentic in the scene as I can. Yeah. And for that, I like to use another actor as a reader. Mm-hmm. I like to feel like I'm in the scene. I create my world. In terms of that, how important as a reader for because you know I, I know the new SAG rules came out. You're not allowed to ask people to do this and do that, whatever. But we're all going to do what we want to do for our best foot forward, anyway, right? Absolutely. Doesn't matter what someone says, you're going to make the best. So what are those things that make you go? Now that's a scene versus that's an actor putting himself in tape. I think it always helps to have a reader, if not only that you're connecting with another person. I think that really brings out an extra bit of the performance. An energy exchange, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we've cast people before who have, you know, not had a reader with them, but majority of the time you're casting people who are connecting with other people because that's what, that's what you want to see. You want to see this, especially on a self-tape when you're not in the room with somebody, how do you portray that? You know? Yeah. Right, and it's that time when you're not talking when you're really acting, right? I, yeah, I, when I, you're I listening, an, yeah. I did an interview with the editor of Homeland. And he thinks Nick Jordan, somebody, and he has this great book called How to Avoid the Cutting Room Floor, where he talks about when you're in that guest star, because he said Claire Danes is so good, Mandy Patinkin is so good, that when that guest star comes in, he said, there's two, two choices, I can cut to you, or I can cut away from you. And, and when they are so good, he's like, trust me, if you're not bringing it, I'm going to cut away from you. And I think I've always thought about that in auditions. Well, that's the time when you really want to... Right, so if you're waiting for the line that you've pre-recorded for yourself, we lose that discovery, right? We lose that sort of spontaneity of response. 
Um, yeah. The thing that people always, I find people always get really nervous about is getting lost in it and forgetting their next line. And at least me, I love when that happens because you're not, you know that they weren't sitting there being like, okay, it's four lines until my line. It's three lines until my line. It's two. Okay, it's my line. Right? It's, you're actually listening to something and then you got really invested in what the other person was saying and so you forgot to respond because that happens sometimes in real conversations. That's my favorite thing that happens. Yeah, I think anybody in narrative casting can agree, like, the lines are the least important part of the scene. If you don't get it word perfect, that's like, the least important thing to us. We there are some directors who care, but we, we, never, are. we never care. We don't, and for casting, you know, and commercial casting I think is different too. But I think for the most part, just and if you're embodying the character, that's what we're looking for. Just don't do Farron Sorkin, all right? <laughs> yeah, don't, don't, don't mess up his words, he's very... And then, of course, Nasag says you can't ask us to memorize, but we're all going to anyway, right? It's, that's the job, right? But it's also, it's not about memorizing. It's about the ease that comes with knowing the material. So if you aren't fully off book, that's fine, as long as you knew the beats of the scene and where you needed to get to. To me, that's what memorizing is. Right, and understanding the overall tone, right? Like the beginning, middle, and end, you know? Touching on that, do you think that you see a difference in performance when people come into the room or when they set a self-tape? Are they nervous if they come into the room? Do you, do you see that and feel that? Nervous? I don't think so. I mean, it's honestly been so long for me since yeah, I've had anyone in the room that I don't remember. Yeah, it's, or an it's, online it's, it's, room, like a live casting. Yeah. yeah let's say that. It's, it's nerve-wracking. Absolutely. That's why I love self-tapes, because you really get to do it as many times as you want so that you are sending us what you think is the best thing that you can do. Can I ask the room, all the actors, who prefers self-tapes? Who prefers in the room? You guys all live in LA, don't you? <laughs> Where, where's everyone from? Who, if you're in LA, LA people, New York people? New York? New York, LA? Uh, another country, not yeah, America? Toronto! Toronto, yeah. Um, yeah, and, and so... How do the, I mean, you can't all answer once, but people in other places that aren't LA, New York, London, I've, you know, I'm from London, I live in LA, I still like self tapes because selfishly, I know other people are getting chances that they wouldn't get. When, I mean, you live in Atlanta and I self tape for you regularly, and, and I wouldn't have had that chance without self tapes. I think self tapes, of course, there's good and bad to everything in this world, right? But our sheer level of access to actors that we would have never seen before. We can see 10 times the amount. Um, we can be exposed to so many more people from everywhere. I mean, we really are kind of like in the era of the performer. It's the best time to be an actor. There's more content being created than ever before. Things are shooting everywhere. Certainly not just in LA and New York, everywhere. And you can live everywhere. Because you can do yourself tape, you can zoom in, and yes, technology is hard, and you lose that energy exchange. But it's the sign of the times, and and it's also we know that that's happening. Yeah, it's not like we we watch a self tape and we think, oh, they had no energy. It's we. I mean, sometimes we do if they actually had no energy. <laughs> but it's you know that you're talking to a camera and it's weird, and when there are camera reads over Zoom, and you know that there's a slight lag, or there's gonna be some someone's internet's gonna die, like. We know that. To us too. And everyone in this and world. And we're all panicking. Yeah. Yeah. 
And especially at living in Texas, you know, we in Austin, right in the center of the state, we'd have people traveling in from Dallas, Houston, San Antonio, just for a, a five-minute audition sometimes. And it really is, it just makes it much more accessible for, for people who live even in the same state as you, you know, to audition for you. It's sort of unreasonable, isn't it, when you think about it? I mean, I've, not even that long ago, what, like seven or eight years ago, I flew to New Orleans for a callback. It was with Rob Reiner. So I'm like, yeah, I'm doing this. But when I think back now, I'm like, wait, I've booked a flight? It's day before, so like expensive. Hotel, stayed overnight. I'm so glad I don't have to do that anymore. You know, because this technology allows that. So let's, let's jump forward to the future. This is the now. The now is self-taste, whether we like it or not. But what's the future? Where's it going? I would love... In any way. Yeah. The crystal ball. I would love to see kind of a more pushback into in-person callbacks. Yeah, first-round self-tapes. I think the first-round self-tape is really effective. Um, we see what we, what we need to see, but really getting in, in the room with somebody in a callback is, I think, something different. Do you do chemistry reads or do you do online so you can get people together? Is that a thing? Chem reads over Zoom, I will say, like... Studios probably should, we, we should definitely be having chemistry reads live. Yes. Um, and I think it, it's all going to start with somebody who's really demanding it and really asking for it. It's going to be about those directors who, who want, you know, to sit in the production office and have people come in. Be- because they've also been, they also enjoy the access of finishing up their previous feature in Italy and dialing it to the callback, you know? So, and then it's also the production companies that don't want to pay for the office space. That's the that's the thing where it's I would happily go back into an office, not happily. <laughs> Medium happily go back into an office, but I I'm not going to So was that the myself. pandemic that impacted that? Have you seen a complete change in the way you do business since the pandemic? Hands down. Yeah. yeah. 100%. Is is Richard Linklater the kind of person like from his films I would imagine he's the kind of person that wants to do like workshops and in person and all that? Oh my gosh. He's a, a so so cool to work with. Um it, yeah, he wants to meet everybody he casts for Hitman. We went to New Orleans. We had a big, a couple, three-day callback in New Orleans in this old firehouse. It was really cool. And actually, Glenn Powell was there, too. He read with every single actor that came and auditioned. It was wow. such an amazing experience for everybody. Uh, and I, I haven't seen the film yet, but I can only imagine that that really helped this you know, find the person that they really wanted to cast. You could be spending, you know, six, eight, ten weeks with these people. Like, are you a decent human being that I'd like to get a coffee with? That's the hardest part about self-tapes is, is having the confidence to say, you want to be with this person on set. Whereas in a room, you could be like, you know what, they had a kind of a weird energy and I felt uncomfortable. You wouldn't want to be there. You can't really pick up on that in a self-tape or on Zoom. So just in, on that note, I want to shout out to every one of you that's in this audience today because whether you're an actor or not, but you showed up, right? And the reason we do this is because we know that with self-tapes, you know, we've both been actors for many years, not going to give our ages away, we're old. And, um, you know, since our teens, and we've gone through all this stuff. And actually, the complaint we hear both personally and as the founders of We Audition is, I can't connect with casting anymore. And that's why we do this, so that you can. You can connect with each other, you can connect with casting. They're friendly. Casting directors are really friendly. They love hearing from you, actually. And that, I see that kind of, that shift since, since the pandemic. The accessibility has gone so much more. Everyone has more access to Instagrams and Instagram lives and advice. We never had that when I was starting out. 
it was it was this untouchable thing that you couldn't connect with. And so I encourage you guys to show up to film festivals, even if you don't have a film here. Show up to Cannes, show up to Sundance, show up to Southwest Southwest. Go to events because this is where now we can do that. We can see people's faces and connect. You know. Sorry for that. No, no, absolutely. And 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 I will piggyback on like the socials of it all, and that. We can see the content that you're creating. Like, like I said, it's kind of like the era of the performer, and technology has allowed everyone to connect in a way that they've never been able to, and and to collaborate and to come to festivals like this. And then, you know, we can see who you are outside of acting now. You know, we can see what you like to do. You know, whether whether you like to repair old cars or whatever it might be. Um, that's a strange hobby I just thought of. Um, <laughs> but I do know an actor who has that hobby. Same. Same, maybe that's what I pulled from, but like we can now see you as these like well-rounded humans that it can better inform like why we're reading you for what we're reading you and, and what you can sort of bring to it. Because at the end of the day, like we're looking for humans. And is that social media that you look at? Is yeah. that so so when we say that actors should have their social media, it's not necessarily numbers you're looking at. No, no it's no. just like your essence. Mm. Yeah. It's it's the studios that care about numbers we don't care about how many followers you have we just like to see sometimes we're a little bit stalkerish and we love to just root around it oh especially okay you're really cool and especially also if you're casting something that needs to be really authentic you want to make sure just like to go back to the movie i mentioned earlier like you want to make sure if we're casting queer rodeo people that you really are because <laughs> otherwise i'm not doing what i think is important in casting authentic yeah Let's talk about that though. So, what is the line between if I'm not a doctor, can I play a doctor? If I'm not, what's the line? Because a lot of actors, I know the conversation doesn't really get there because they were worried about saying the wrong thing. But I know from the actors that I speak to around the world, people are not sure what they can submit for, what they can accept. I mean, honestly, I'm not sure either. It's it's kind of one of those things that you discover as you go along for each project. Um, I do think, you know, gender identity and sexual orientation and things like that are important to really be authentic about and, you know, ethnicity is very important. Um, but it is also acting. And so it's one of those things that you just kind of, I think you, I don't have the answer. You no, I figure it out as it happens. Pulling, pulling from your own truth. I think yeah. you have to be able to pull from your own truth for it to feel authentic and real for us, right? So if you're really reaching... Um, we're going to see that. It's going to read that way. Certainly don't say that you're like an equestrian, Olympic equestrian writer on your resume. Yes, <laughs> if, if you can't show up to set and, yeah. and do it. But, if you, but if, you are, if you are like medium okay on a horse and you know how to get on a horse, I probably won't know if you lied. You know, I just don't want you to show up and be like, actually, I've never touched a horse in my life. Actually, I'm allergic and I'll break out in hives. Yeah. I will say one time we... Uh, we were casting for um, a deaf person who knew how to speak sign language, and we brought people in who, on their resume, said fluent in ASL, American Sign Language. We brought somebody in the room; they didn't know a lick of American Sign Language, and they—I mean, we, you know, we communicated beforehand. But it's in, in situations like that, the authenticity is very important. It's important to the role that you're casting that that is authentic. And I think in those situations where, you know. It's a part of the story that you're telling that the authenticity is really important. And that's a skill as well. And yeah. Going back to self-tapes, if that person put themselves on self-tape, they've wasted their own time only. Right. Well, they wouldn't have even well, done it because they'd get there and they're like, I'll do it. They wasted our time a little bit too. Yeah. But 
Well, well, but what I'm saying is that just coming into the office and taking up that space is very selfish when they can't do the job they're being asked of for everyone, right? So, yeah. it's, not doing, it's not doing a favor, right? Yeah. So I've got a question about advice, really. We've got a lot of actors in the room. If someone, say, I'm taking this from our user base, really. If someone had a couple of co-stars, say, they're, they're working actor, they have an agent, they know their job, what would be the best thing or the most impact thing that they could do to move them up to that next level, maybe to a guest star or maybe to a series regular? Is there something you can advise actors that they could be doing in their career? No, it's funny because I was having this conversation with an agent this morning. Um, And what we had come upon was, it was one of his clients that I had cast in a show as a couple day not even guest star and she was just so wonderful to work with and came so prepared and was so happy to be there that they wrote her into more things and then they called her in they said we have an episode for you and she said well I booked something else so I can't do that and they said okay we're making you a series regular so that you can't book anything else (laughs) because we like you consistency I think consistency. Also, like, you know, getting gritty with your rep. You know, that's a yes. huge part of it. Mm-hmm. That's a huge Say that again, part of it. Get it. Getting gritty. How's, what's that mean? I don't know. Getting me. real and, 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 and expressive. Um, <laughs> letting them know, you know, what you expect in the relationship. I mean, it's a mutually symbiotic relationship, yeah. or it should be, right? And, 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 and let them know what, what you're thinking. And of course, if they're good, they're going to advise you well. But I would say consistency. And um, that word just kind of like keeps coming up for me. And um, showing up and uh, doing the work, staying positive, doing things outside of acting so that you don't get jaded and bogged down and discouraged. Um, yeah. I think that, that thing about the rap thing is interesting because over the years in different countries that I've been in, I know I've got better at this myself, but also when I'm speaking to younger or less experienced actors, there's this fear about talking to the rep, and I'm like, it's your career. They work it, for you. Yeah, they, they work, you know, but we all know that the dynamic can often feel like the other way around. But then if you're not assertive about what you're doing, and, and then of course you've got to deliver, you've got to get your stuff in on time and be have your profiles all good and all whatever. You can't expect somebody to work for you if you're not doing the stuff yourself. But I think a lot of actors could do better in being assertive and their direction and knowing what they want and just be like, no, this is how I'm doing it. And in their auditions as well, just do what you want to do as an actor, not what you think someone else wants all the time. Always. And I'll say, have your agent fight for you. Tell them, you know, tell them your goals, like what you want. And they reach out to us and they fight for their actors. And I find almost every single time an agent has reached out to us and said, I think this person would be great for this. Can they take... We Unless they're not completely not right for the role, we always say yes. I mean, there's no reason for us not to. If you've got somebody fighting for you that hard, we would be silly not to see that. Sometimes we need to be reminded. Or sometimes we are wrong in what we thought we were looking for. Yeah. Um, I think it's really important to know, when I do general meetings with actors, the first thing I always ask is, is what kind of thing do you want to do? What are you interested in? What do you like to watch? What do you want to be in? And I think it's really important to know what kind of actor you want to be because there are different kinds right do you want to be a network star do you want to be an indie star do you and it's okay if you want to be all of it but what do you enjoy the most because then I write that down and I have my little list that when I'm looking for people I say okay they're really interested in doing these really grounded 
dramas. Great, I'm doing that, I'll bring them in. That's really interesting. Um, and not, uh, also, Jamie takes generals, so we know that. <laughs> I do, and I do actually enjoy that. <laughs> um, so for, for the producers in the room, if I'm looking at you three and you're from different locations, which is great, I love, I love the fact that we've got that because actually... Some of the some of the best work that I see different actors and myself included do is all from different places actually, and I'm, you see that roundedness. It's not always LA or New York or whatever. But producers that are doing it in India, they want to get you on board for their next project. I know a lot of people don't know how to do that. How? So can you walk us through if you're an indie producer with an idea? and you know which kind of cast you need to get or want to get to say raise your budget, at what point do you guys come in and help do that? And how do they um, contact you? How do they book you? How does the structure work? Um, anybody, I'm, like, I'm available for hire. <laughs> um, very expensive. Very at, at what point, if I had a script, is that too early? If I've got my stars, is that too late? Where, 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 where? Can you get us our stars? Like, yeah, just, yeah. Yeah, I think so. I think uh, I think obviously we'd love to respond to the material. Um, script script is is perfect. Having someone attached is great because it kind of helps us get the ball rolling, right, and, and drive interest. You mean director, or you mean cast, or mean star, or who do you mean? Any, any of the above. Anyone. Any of the above. Yeah, I think uh, you know someone who has a great reputation and, and, and decent body of work. But also, I, I really do think that we kind of are in this in this world of, of creation and, and independent movies. Hello, Sundance. Um, and you know, you never know what something could be. You just never know. And that goes for roles, and that goes for all, all of the above. So I think if someone comes to me and they're, and they're interested in working with me, and I respond to the material like. Hey, it's a gut instinct. And is that always for a fee? I'm asking for independent filmmakers out there. <laughs> would, 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 would you always come on board only if you were paid to do that? Like, is that a set amount of money, or do you work at points? Or... No, I, th- I think it depends. If I have a relationship with the person, I think if I have history with them, I think if I've seen some of what they've done, I think, you know, you weigh it all. Have I worked this year already? Is an important one. Yeah, you know, things are expensive, but... Yeah, it's, it's, for me, when I read a script, it's, did I picture people? Could I start making lists already mm. while reading this? Can I sell this to somebody? Can I call an agent and say, your client needs to do this, and here's why? And we're creatives as well, you know what I mean? You know, we, if we find a script that we love, we want to be part of that project. We want to help make that come to life. We love casting, that's why we're in this. And if we can make an amazing film, we want to be there on the ground floor. Wonderful. Thank you. Um, do we have any questions from the audience? John Mawson. Hi. Hi, hi, hi. There should be a mic for you. You probably won't need it, but there should be one. That's just arrived. Um, I really like self-tapes, but what I do miss is getting a feedback and a note and an adjustment from a CD, which is so crucial because it tells you whether or not you're close or way off or, or there. So, being... You saying that uh, you know we should come with a callback is great, but that's one of the things I do miss is is getting a note, getting a, an idea. And to that point, you know, the, because we don't get that ability to just walk into the room and chat with you for two two minutes before you put your camera on and record us. I've been thinking that maybe the 
the slate is the time to do that. And we get told, in the slate, you must put your height and your location and this, that, and the other. And can you work in this country? And I've always been rather rigid about it. And I'm just starting to wonder whether, if you spend a couple of minutes just talking about yourself or 30 seconds before you give that information, is that something that you would like? Or is it like, oh, shut up and get on with it? Yes, I love when people get, personally, I love when people get creative with their slates because we watch slate after slate after slate after slate and when somebody pops, even even if it's not their performance, their slate, we love to see it because then we get to see a little piece of you and that's so important to us as well. I wouldn't wax poetic about your life and why you got into acting, but a little bit about why you liked this or what you wanted to do with this is always fun. Thank you for the opportunity. It's lovely and wonderful. Just kind of like a break from the, you know, from, from your acting moment, so to speak. Right. Um, I, yeah, I was just going to say, also in regards to notes, you can always email us and say, is there any feedback? And sometimes the feedback really is, you did a nice job, it's not going further. And that, that's really what that means. It's not a lie. You did a good job, somebody was better. I don't have a reason why. It's just a gut feeling someone was better. But if there is something you could have done, we tell you and we give you an opportunity to do it again. 100%. We will adjust you if we see the essence, if we see it there. We'll give you a note. I know it's really hard because like self-tapes, it's like you press send and it goes into this like nebulous netherworld and you're like, where did that go? What happened? And and I, I know every office is different. You know, we have tried to kind of at least implement, of course, if you're going, if you're being seen by the producers, like we do try to let um, everyone know because it helps protect us too with availabilities and what might be coming up on on your schedule. And I also think that like it's a win if you keep getting asked in, right? Yes. You you know that like you're doing something right. Um, we're still seeing you, um, and so that's kind of like little micro moments of of feedback. It's a numbers game. It can be hard, um, you know, with what's on our plate, and 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 we know that it's so difficult on your end. Um, but we try to do what we can for sure. Should you slate in character or in accent? You know, it's a fine line. <laughs> some are, some work, and I'm like, hell yeah, this is awesome. And you know, maybe not. On the, on the hey, if it feels right to you and it feels honest and good to do it, then it feels honest and good to watch it. If it feels like you're performing, it's probably not the right move. Sorry, can I just do a quick follow-up question to that? So I'm a Brit, and I go up for a lot of American roles, and I've got a good American accent, and I train in it. If I'm slating, do I slate to it as a Brit and then go into American? Or does it, yeah. does it that was so good. Cool. I was asking if I was afraid to say. But I would say, if you're going to do that, do in your slate what your work status is in the United States. Because I'll hear you do a British accent, and I'll say, oh, no, can they work here? Because if it's in India, I can't get you a visa, probably. I don't have the budget. So if you're gonna if you're gonna do that, yes, but also just give us a little bit of context. I have a question. Vincent, I don't even wait, wait for it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a ball producer. So ladies, lovely to be all for you guys. Thank you. Now with the SAG being back on the strike, now they're offering the testing director but talent to do with Zoom. How do we adjust with this? Because I wanna see my the actors that I want to cast in my movie. But that you're doing all this zooming as opposed to one, you know, character after another and looking through tapes. Did you all hear that? Yeah. Processing. Processing. Right. So, so is the question that, like, if you want to see your actors live, right? You got to ask. You see, yeah. right? And and we and we should accommodate 
that's that's why you hired us and we should make it happen to the best of our ability and hopefully actors will do what they can but again we are moving into this digital age of access and so you might find that there is a lot of um, zoom requests and self tape requests uh, but in terms of the SAC rule, yeah, we do we do need to make available a, a window of time to read with actors over Zoom um, if they ask. And so when you do the actor Zoom fall, um, so then you then send that to the producer. And so now is your work a little bit more because of that? Is our work a little bit more? Like because I had to record a Zoom and then yeah. put it together and send it? It's about what it was, you know. It's like as if we were holding an in-person audition and, and also watching some right. tapes. It's basically what it was. Yeah. And many people are requesting those because I see in the audition notices now. I'm getting a ton. I'm not. I always. I've gotten maybe a couple. I think honestly, like, it, I, I think actors have found the flexibility that they have. And yeah, it's like it's so interesting. Like I think at first it was like a da- not daunting, but you know it was something we would all have to adjust to. But it's it's funny because people don't they haven't really been utilizing it, and I think it's because they're like, great, I can be in my hotel room while I'm booked on this, just put myself in. You know, it's like I can be a Sundance and do some auditions, yeah, which I, I, is happening. I booked the biggest thing I ever booked at two a.m. in the morning because I was ready. I was doing my prep, and I thought I'm ready now. I'm going to do this. I'm going to record it. Oh, maybe in the morning I didn't. And you got a, an online reader. And I got an online reader. From where? Yeah. From where did you get an online reader? Because your, your wife wasn't available at 2 p.m., 2 a.m. <laughs> don't, don't read with your, just everyone, don't read with your partner. <laughs> don't, don't get, a, get a reader because, you know, we've been saving relationships that we auditioned for eight years. years. And then all the audition members in the house. Good, that's good. Well, you guys can tell everyone how great it is after the panel. That's good. Any more questions? Yes. Yes, sir. Uh, I'll just be loud. Uh, so, honestly, what are your preferences for how actors can keep in touch with you when we have like useful updates and we've already had a relationship in some way? Maybe we said go to class or audition. Were you? What are the channels? What are your preferences for frequency and anything else? Everyone hear that? Yep. I'd say an email is the best way to keep in touch with us because we're not always as readily available as we want to be, but that gives us time to look at your new short film or anything that you send us and and the time that we have. And I love looking at those, just keeping, it's another way to keep connected with actors, especially nowadays. Um, I don't know about y'all. No, I feel the same, but I also don't necessarily expect an answer. It doesn't mean we didn't look at it. Um, It just means I didn't, I didn't have anything like, great, congratulations. Um, this is awesome, and I'll keep you in mind for something. But there's only so many times I can send that email to you. So I've heard a lot as well it. that being brief in those is, we, we hear it a lot, being brief in those is beneficial for casting, and so it's not a big thing to read through. Is, yeah. is that fair? Yeah, I have, okay. I have a few things. Like, I love when, when, especially if you're in the city with where I am, I love knowing, like, if you're doing a comedy show or if you're doing, you know, this theatrical production, like, giving me a shout out be like love to see you there I love that you know gone are the days obviously where we would get the postcards and I'd get them in the office and I and I'd see some some agents and I know it's hard depending on their roster but some will be like catch so and so in the resident tonight you know and I'll just see it across my inbox um, and it's like okay great they're, they're working that's awesome you know social media obviously is very much a thing now I know our office does have a social media presence and so that's kind of a way that you know we can interact better and see what you're up to and, and get the follows and follow backs and all of that um, to see your content um, but yeah we're really 
nice. Yeah, like, we're, we're not, rooting for you. Say hi. We're happy to hear from people all and the time. And we love actors. Like, actors are our favorite people. Like, we <laughs> love to watch you all day. I promise you. That's why we request self-tapes from you. Because we generally, I mean, actors are the bravest people I know. Because you go out every day and you put yourself out there. And that's, I mean, it's hard to even be up here and, like, talk in front of all these people. But I'm, I'm serious. Like, we... You are the reason why we do our job, um, and so I applaud you all for keeping at it. It's, it's such an important thing. You are the reason why film is the way it is. I just want to jump on this as well. We do these panels around the world with cast directors all over the world. So we speak, me and Rich speak to probably more casting directors than anyone we know. They all say they watch yourself tapes. Because every time I see an interview, it's like, oh, are you actually watching it? Yes. Yeah, and we hear that again and again. Leave that behind. Do your best work and put it in. Trust your agent. Has that relationship and that taste begin watched? Because I think then you can take all that stress away from it and go, I did good work and it got watched. I had a thank you yesterday from a tape that I did three months before. I completely forgot about it and I had an email about this project. Forgot about it. Said, thank you so much. You know, we watched it, we loved it. Um, it's not progressing further, which happens rarely, doesn't it? <laughs> But apparently, you don't get a rich job and go for it, Rich. No. What? Looking as handsome as this? What's wrong with you? I love y'all's banter so much. <laughs> <laughs> Any more questions? There's a, there's a way. Uh, one in the back. There's a, oh, yeah. Hey, Michelle. Hi. So, this question, because I'm in a different world, but. Do you have a mic? Yeah. Can you... What world are you in? Hi, Michelle. I'm a manager. <laughs> so, when you guys post name actors only, how serious, because I have a name actor, but he's only known in Utah. So what do you really... I don't have never posted. I have never either. posted that either. No. I, I didn't know that was a thing. No. But I would say submit him. If he's a name yeah. actor somewhere, I'm sure they want to see him. Okay. Yeah, submit, tell, teach us. Show us who we should know that we don't Actors know. make the names. You know what I mean? I'm like, there's so many series out there that quote-unquote, became global phenomenons from no-name actor. It's just like, I just like... I and what like does that, that. mean, I don't like right? No there's not a list actors. of names. Right. Somewhere there's a list. My name's Richard. I've got a name. Yeah, it's totally subjective, too. Wait, like, I have a cute story about this, actually. So um, I was, I got a breakdown sent to me once from, for me, and in the description for the audition for me... They asked for, we, we want a, this type of actor. And that type of actor was actually my friend. And I sent him a message, be like, hey, bro, like, I got this audition, but they actually want you. Um, and he's like, yeah, I'm free. I'm free. <laughs> I, I, knew, I, knew he, I knew he wasn't working as much as he wanted. And it's crazy because the, these producers and casting directors were looking for a type of him when they could get him. And his agent and manager hadn't seen it. And they hadn't submitted him. Like, this is crazy. I once, you are the prototype. I once had a friend who went in, was was that person, we're looking for this type. She went in and they said, you're not quite right. <laughs> Did they, they, they obviously knew it. What? They knew it was him? It was her. And yeah. I, yeah, I think they just were like, yeah, but we were picturing you from a very specific thing. Uh, and you're actually a full human. Wow. And we're, we're not picturing the full human. We wanted you to come in just playing this thing that you've done. And you didn't do that, so. So it's hard for everyone, you're saying. We had a question in the front of him? Yeah. You, you go. Yep. There you go. Do it. 
Oh, okay. I guess so. Are we near me? Um, number one, I love that you're all women, you're all ladies. Uh, I think this is the one um, thing in the in the entertainment industry that's dominated by women, one profession. Yeah. Yeah. So lovely. Um, but sorry, me and Richard here. I'm sorry. But it, but I love that. Yeah, it is dominated by. Yeah. Um, but anyways. Uh, do you think to be a casting director you need to have background in acting at all, or do you think you can come from it from any type of life as long as you, you know, know humans? I think you have to have an interest in acting. But I don't think you need to have done acting now. I think you just need to Yep, you need to have an interest in a cat in cast in cast I don't know. <laughs> yeah, actually in people reading. You know, it's like you have this kind of like intuition innate intuition. I think being passionate about the craft, um, loving television and film and, 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 you know, all things narrative and, you know, um, oh yeah, that guy was in that and then he was in that. You know what I mean? Like that just kind of like overall awareness. Uh, absolutely. But I think just like being passionate about the the process and, and, um, so many people, it's, it's wild. Like so many people, you know, you don't go to college being like, I'm going to be a casting director, you know? Um, and it is cool though, that there have been some programs that have popped up and I'm like, yes, more of this. Would you recommend it as a career for actors and also for people who are not actors? I can't imagine anything else in this world that I would do. So obviously I'm a little biased, but, um, yeah, I think it's pretty rad. I do. I think you get so many sides of the coin. I think it's business mind. It's creative mind. I think you're a liaison. I think you want to bring people together. You want to collaborate. Um, you know, it, it, it can be love-hate. I mean, you know. It is a job at the end of the day. Yeah, there are days where I don't want to be doing this, but there are also, the majority of the time, it's really magical. I think it's a wonderful profession for an actor as well, because I think it helps take the, you know, you're not as nervous anymore when you audition because you know exactly what's going on behind the scenes. That we've, we've seen, you know, this many people already today audition on the same thing and you shouldn't be nervous. And you also want know, to see you. you know the things that we say when we're watching tapes. We're not sitting there saying mean things. Right. And you, and, but, but you know that we're not actually doing that. We're, we're supportive of everyone. Some people just weren't as good as others. And it's, it's nice to hear that, I think. Do you have any not good ones you can tell us about? What's the worst not good one? Audition, go on. You don't have to name the person. Just tell me what happens. Yeah, Anyone want to hear that? I want to hear that. Right? There's always like in the room. There's always someone that makes you uncomfortable. There's a question uh, over here. There's a question over here. Yeah. Yeah. Just check. Hey, how you doing? Thank y'all for uh, having this. By the way, just out of curiosity. Um, when you're looking for talent, for example, are you all um, preferring to work with someone that has representation in an industry? Is there a requirement, or is this a scenario where you make off the box in time to say, hey, you know, I just like that talent, and I like what I saw on social media, and I'll go for it. Are you requiring me to have that agent that back you up in this type of situation? It's a combination of the two. It depends on the project. For sure, for sure. I think that obviously having representation is kind of gonna it's gonna help move you along. But sometimes we're looking for things that are so specific that we're definitely combing social media and 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 you know looking for the needle in the haystack. So I think first foot should always kind of be like I need to secure representation. Um, but you know sometimes we're definitely going to direct direct hires. It's hard for us to keep track. I think of of all the directs. I think that's what agency representation helps us with as well. Um, with organization, right? Yeah, and uh, we, in, in Austin, we cast a lot of 
we do a lot of real people casting, um, and we don't we don't necessarily at all need somebody with representation. Uh, but we do we don't post all of our casting calls publicly. So without a representative, a lot of times you don't have that same opportunity to be submitted for all the, the roles that we are casting. Thanks. Whatever. Great question. Great, great question. Hi. Um, I wanted to know how important is social media following? Let's say that you have tons of followers. Should someone like that leave with it? Or if you don't have any followers, um, does it matter? I'm just curious. Are we trying I, I to get don't personally care. It's also, it, it, yeah, casting I don't think cares. Producers, the, people, the money people care. Um, and they'll tell you if they care. But yeah, we I I never scroll into that email. I I never look at that then. Yeah, I'd say I'd say for the most part it's not that important. There might be some certain times where they're looking for that specific person with a big following. But most of the time that we at least our office cast something, social media following is not important. Okay, uh, and I just have a quick question based on the last one about representation. When an actor wants to move up, level up their roles. You're a co-star, you want to start getting some guest stars, you're a guest star, you want to start getting a series reg. Um, how do you recommend an actor does that? Because you can you could be a reasonably recurring guest star in a series and then everyone forget about you and you're back to that square one. So when when should you level up and how do you communicate that to casting or agents or do you guys decide for us? You audition for it. You have your you tell your agent, I want to start moving up in this and then start getting pitched for things and we start reading you for it and sometimes there are times where I you know I've seen people especially in this new self-tape world where I'm not saying first round I can only see people from CAA because we need people that have done series regulars I'm seeing everyone and I have run into a couple times people showing tapes being this person's really good and the producers or the director saying I don't think they can handle this role because I haven't seen it but then it's my job to bring you back and work with you so that I can prove that you can do it um yeah, so you, I think you just you just do it. Do you get offended if we turn down a co-star audition or a guest star audition or whatever level it's we add? You get offended, right? You don't because I think there's some actors like oh, if I t- if I say no to this two lines, they're gonna blacklist me. They're never gonna want to work with me again. Yeah, there there's, you go. There's too many people in the world for me to remember. Like there's no list of names. There is that. <laughs> right. Got one one last question here at the front. Um, I'm an actress from Germany, so I was wondering, um, is there any chance to be casted in the States, or do I have to move here before I can take you? Do you live there full-time? Yes. I think it's it's a lot of times just a difficult thing with the, of the budget of the film, because, I mean, if you're willing to work locally here and, and wherever it's casting, I think you have a much better chance. But a lot of times, especially with indie films, you know, they just don't have the budget to fly it, fly you in. Um, and the visa, yeah. the, the, the visa, work, yeah, visa, work right? visibility, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's the main thing because if they that that process, unless the company does it for you, is very expensive. It can be done. There's there's many ways, especially if you're established in your home country. But getting the right working papers in advance then makes it easier on these guys to hire you. And be like, yeah, this person can work here. And, and a lot of the time we're told beforehand by our line producer, hey, you can only have people that already have an O-1 visa or green card or are citizens. And so we just can't. We just can't because we know that we're not going to be able to get it for you. So we don't want to waste your time 
and your effort because we know how hard you guys work on auditions and so we don't want to waste your time yeah um I think it's really freaking awesome that you're here though. That is so rad. And yeah, like, right? how cool, how cool. Yeah, we definitely have a few obstacles, but um, I still believe like, well, there's a will, there's a way, but I will say our timelines usually, you know, sometimes like it's, we have six weeks and oftentimes that process can take longer, but I just really hope that something really good happens to you for being here at Sundance. What's, what's your name, by the way? What? What's your name? Leah. Leah, um, I have a recommendation for you. In Europe, try and try and get your stuff in front of Nancy Bishop and Lucy Lennox, because they are both casting directors that cast very internationally from Europe. I so know Nancy. you know Nancy. There you go. Right. So you, yeah, because that's the, that's another way in is getting these U.S. productions from the local offices. And once you get one, it's easier to get the next visa. Once you have a visa, you already have all your you know what documents they need, so it's easier to get the next one. Well, I think we should, uh, one last question. One last question, we're going to wrap up. Go ahead. All right, guys. Uh, what is the best city to be in in the States as an actor, you think? The best, sorry, the best what? Best city. Best city to live in. I don't think it matters anymore. Best city. Yeah, it doesn't if, matter at all. Texas, it doesn't matter. If you can be where you need to be when, when shooting time comes, you know, it's, it's just about like where work is shooting and, and it's shooting everywhere. I mean, it's like the Southeast and Vancouver and Toronto and Pittsburgh and Boston and LA and New York and New Orleans and Austin. I mean, it's Nashville. It's everywhere. Um, so it's just, it's just about what you're willing to do and where you're willing to travel and what you can feasibly handle financially. I think be in the place where you are the happiest because then you will do the best work. And add to that, be as flexible financially as you can and get those credit card points in for air miles and stuff and then you can be yeah but it's also helpful to be in a place that has a theater community and people doing short films and things like that because the best way to get work is to be doing stuff yeah i do think success is a multifaceted word word right like if you're constantly striving you know to survive instead of thriving it's man that's no life for anybody so it's where you feel most supported well, guys, thank you so much for coming out here. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in to this special part one of my Sundance Film Festival episodes. That was the live recording of the Craft of Casting panel from the Impact Lounge at the Sundance Film Festival. Next week, I've got part two, dos, de of my Sundance Film Festival episodes. This will be a, I'm calling it a Sundance Film Festival potpourri. I had the extreme honor of interviewing many people at the Sundance Film Festival, most of them at the Impact Lounge, where I was very, very, very honored to be the interviewer. And you will get to hear all of these individuals. I have incredible people. I have a merchant marine turned actor. I have a med surge nurse turned actor actor who's starring in a film with Jesse Eisenberg and Adrian Brody that premiered at Sundance. I've got a couple directors. Oh, I'm so excited. I hope you'll all tune in next week for part two of my Sundance Film Festival episodes. Bye.